Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Wednesday, August 25th, 2021. As predicted by me about a month and a half ago, we finally have the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer to talk about. Fuck yeah. Um, I said we would be talking about it about a month and a half ago, and it yep. was just a delayed prediction. Call no, me yeah. Nostradamus. You knew it. You knew it was coming eventually. Um, so we're going to open the show with that, of course. Big news. Uh, big news for us MCU fans. Big news for us Spider-Man fans in particular. Um, and I got some stuff to say. I have, like, some get-off-my-lawn energy, and I kind of feel a little gross about it. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't um, wait for old man Jason to make an appearance. And then after that, we were reviewing the latest HBO Max original film. It is not an HBO Max original film. It is a theater release that came out on HBO Max. Reminiscence? Yep, nailed it. Um, I thought it was Reminisce, and I got in this big debate with Riley about it, and I was wrong, and I felt really stupid. <laughs> mm, that's a shame. Because I was watching the movie, like, on my phone at first, and then they said Reminiscence, and she was like, I told you, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> tell me um starring hugh jackman and a bunch of other people who aren't really that notable or big but uh hugh jackman 39 percent on rotten tomatoes 5.9 out of 10 on imdb i'm gonna review that let's get into it 20, 10, 5, touchdown! high fly ball into right field she is gone i don't feel so good Hulk! Smash! hey look up you can put it on the board yes Spider-Man, no way home. There's no way. First teaser trailer released on, what was that, Monday? I believe Monday. Tuesday, Monday. That was not yesterday, it was Monday. It was Monday, I said Monday. Released on Monday after there was some leaks, apparently. I never saw the <laughs> leaks because I don't like looking at leaks. Um, and then they had the whole CinemaCon thing going on, whatever that was called. CineCon? CinemaCon? Uh, no, I don't know. No, it wasn't just Sony. There's like Warner Brothers and other people doing panels. C- CinemaCon. Okay, so I was right the first time. They finally released a trailer. Um, and obviously this movie, chaotic. Um, so we had Black Widow come out. That was two years in the making. We have Shang-Chi, which moves forward. Come is post-blip, but we haven't really got the the uh, multiversal excitement with that film. But yep. I'm sure we will in the film yep. itself. We have Eternals, which had a new trailer drop, which I did not watch because I don't like trailers, even though I watched the Spider-Man trailer. We don't have to talk about it because it really, like, it just showed kind of what the villains are. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one villain, CGI, looked like absolute dog shit. Like, worse than the Justice League guy, in my opinion. Really? Yeah, so I hope they fix that. What What was, like, was he? He looked CGI? like a PS2 video game. No, but, like, was he, like, He's like big? an alien. He, like, he's like an fire? alien creature is with, he... like, multiple eyes. And, like, the eyes look fake as shit, and his face just has, like, zero detail. Is it, like, a human not and they really. CGI's on top of them, or is it just a completely... Is it like a Thanos situation, where it's like a little bit of Josh Brolin's face with like... It doesn't seem like it. There's Josh Brolin's face in Thanos, right? Oh, a million percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because um, original Thanos pretty ugly. Not Josh Brolin. <laughs> um, they, yeah, they could... I mean, well, actually, I don't know if they can tweak it. Eternals comes out in like two months. And they've had movies that with dog shit CGI, like Black Panther and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm hoping they fix this. Oh, yeah. The fucking Tron scene. 1970 Tron. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we, the multiverse, you know, it's literally 
well, this isn't called Multiverse of Madness, but the Doctor Strange movie is Multiverse of Madness. And, and he this, appears in this film. Yeah, he was confirmed before this trailer. He shows up in the trailer. We've talked about the whole dynamic of everyone knows Spider-Man's identity, and that goes against what, um, you know, the whole Spider-Man comic in general. So how are they going to use the multiverse? We've given our theories on, you know, I said the thing, maybe the multiverse isn't even part of the plot. Maybe he has this whole side thing. And then at the end of the film is like the start of the multiverse. And my theory was he would just be walking down the street and no one would recognize him. That very well still could happen with this whole multiverse. Like you can have the whole multiversal whatever. And then at the end he ends up in the quote-unquote Sony-verse to go do his thing with Venom, which got pushed back. You told me before the podcast. Yep. And Mobius. Mobius? Morbius? Morbius. Morbius, Morbius is the uh, TVA yeah. agent. <laughs> It's too confusing for me. Um, <laughs> and do his thing over there, and then they could always bring him back, you know, so on and so forth. Um, but it looks like they're leaning into it, Ty. But the one thing about this trailer, and I just I, I just want to, like, stress this. It's never what it appears, ever, with Marvel. Ever. Okay. Like, they're going to pull wool over our eyes somehow. And I think everyone's kind of latching on to the theory that it might be, and it's not an original theory, that that Doctor Strange, something's fishy about him. Mm. Have you seen this? I've seen this theory, yes. That I haven't really dove deep into it, but that for whatever reason, maybe he's already in Spider like the multiverse has already started and Spidey never maybe didn't recognize whatever, but that Doctor Strange isn't the Doctor Strange we know. Because it's so unlike Doctor Strange to do a spell that it's like, hey, don't do that, and then he does it. And then for him to o- open the entire multiverse with one spell, like you text me, it doesn't seem like Loki had anything to do with it. I still think there probably is something to do with that, and this is a, a curveball thrown by them, especially with Loki being a show, and they're not sure how much of the audience has seen it yet, so they're not going to lean into the whole, this is what happened on Loki, you know what I mean? They know how much the audience has seen it. That show for is so sure. fucking big. For sure, but they still, for just a trailer, like they don't have to you know, do that. It could have been Doctor Spell. Doctor Strange did a spell, and then the Loki shit happened, and it just happened at the same time, or maybe that Doctor Strange spell is when they crossed the threshold. I don't know. Um, I, I've seen this theory with like Doctor Strange being like not normal Doctor Strange. I, I vigorously disagree. Okay. I think this is our Doctor Strange. Okay. I, I think you see him. I don't understand why it's so fucking cold in the in the sanctum sanctorum. Because why? he's cold hearted. Because he's evil. Um, I think this is a Doctor Strange post Time Stone where he has nothing to protect because that was his number one thing was to protect the Time Stone. It mm-hmm. got destroyed. And now he's just chilling, and Doctor Strange has always been arrogant. He became Doctor Strange because he was texting and driving in the rain. <laughs> and then the whole fucking spell stuff is like, he wasn't supposed to read the books. The reason he got so good is because he snuck around Wong in the movie to like practice For shit sure. he wasn't supposed to do. But does this one spell really open the entire multiverse? I don't know if I buy that. I, maybe, maybe not. But I think this is absolutely our Doctor Strange. I think this is a Doctor Strange post-Time Stone where they don't have anything to do at the Sanctum Sanctorum anymore. That's why Wong's leaving. I don't know okay. I don't know why it's snowy. There was also someone else in that building cleaning up the snow or something. Don't know who that guy is. But I think this is a Doctor Strange who kind of has just fucking like doesn't know what to do now. And he's always been an arrogant asshole who thinks he can do shit he can't. Like that's the whole thing of his character. I don't know if I'm buying it, Ty. They're throwing a curveball. I think this is just a this is a Thor in Endgame where it's just like Doctor Strange is just a little bummy now. He's like, "Fuck it, I'll try it." But trailers are never what they appear, Ty. With no, with I agree. Marvel. And I think there is going to be something else. But I don't think this is a different Doctor Strange. This is so our Doctor. If Strange. If it is a different Doctor Strange, you will admit that you got got after the movie. Hundred percent. Okay, but I think I this is one thing. This because Marvel is very big and or Marvel fans are very big into. Um, oh, it's not this, it's not this, it's not that. For sure. Which sometimes gets carried away. I think this is a million percent our Doctor Strange. What if it's a scroll? Yeah, maybe, but I don't think a scroll knows all those spells and shit. I saw one thing where it was like one scene, like his facial hair, his facial hair like wasn't connected, and one scene it was. That's called a reshoots, baby. Well, I wouldn't be like, <laughs> like, this would be, I don't even know how to necessarily like explain this in my brain, but I, oh, I do, but. I don't think this is going to happen, but I'm not. I'm, I, I don't. Wouldn't be surprised if, like, somehow with the multiverse, because again, you can have multiple characters. Like, what if? What I'm just saying. What if those were like two different scenes? Like maybe the first half of the scenes from like the beginning of the movie, and then the second half where he has like a full beard is like from later when the multiverse already opens up or something. Like they, yeah, I don't I know, they've that. done shit like that. I can see that. Where they for make sure. one scene look like, or they make multiple scenes look like one scene. Yeah, um, a million percent, they've done that. 
I don't know. It's interesting. It's something's up. The trailer was a little weird with the text. Yeah, I didn't I love how it's meant to be like comic book. How they edited it and presented like literally every single word spoken was typed out on screen, but not like subtitles. Yeah. Um. I and like the just the felt editing like a fan made just the, the editing and pace of it. Yeah. Yeah. It was odd. It was a weird trailer for sure. Like not just the yeah the text, but just the whole way it kind of broke down. It kind of felt like maybe they weren't ready to release it, but then there was leaks, so they were like, "Fuck, let's throw something together." I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> they were they did get their hand forced because originally it wasn't going to be released it was only for people at CinemaCon. yeah and then the guy apparently released it and it was the shittiest version you've ever seen and even the director tweeted out a thing and he was like on instagram he's like the way the director intended it to be watched and it was a phone recording a phone recording a phone recording a phone <laughs> of the trailer that's pretty funny <laughs> um but yeah maybe they weren't ready for it to drop yet yeah i mean it was completed it was just weird yeah, for sure. Um, and there was other things. I mean, I don't know how much, how many notes you have. One thing I saw everyone, I didn't really dive deep, and that's my fault, but there was the scene where he falcon punches Spider-Man, his soul out of his body, and he was yeah. holding, like, that cube thing, and people were like, what's the cube? No I fucking clue. into it. I don't know if anyone has answers to the cube. I don't know what the cube is. Okay, fair. Um, I'm sure we'll find out. I'm sure it has some magical multiverse bullshit, something to deal with. He's got to trap the souls of the multiverse people in this cube. Okay, um, Daredevil, people are speculating about that. I'm not sure you saw Yep, Matt Murdock in the interrogation scene. Yeah, or, yeah, that that is a Daredevil. Yep. Which, the fact that that character is off screen, um, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, in the scene, he's kind of has, has his hands down. Like, he's not, like, holding something up, reading it. Like, he has his hands down. Yeah, almost he slams like- his hands down on the table. Okay, so it is a slam. Okay, I didn't remember if he slammed it for his hands were already on the table. I was thinking maybe reading Braille or something. I don't know. No, I don't think he was reading Braille, but um, and, and it's very much like his style with the rolled up button up. Yeah, like the Daredevil character. And then obviously, um, the end. You have the Green Goblin little orb and the laugh. You have it's a pumpkin bomb, Jay. Don't be fucking disrespectful. You have uh, Doc Ock coming out. Ben, I'm just calling Benji Molina. That's fucking Yadier Molina's brother, <laughs> Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina, <laughs> vigorously de-aged. Um, he looks cool as shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he looks like he's from the Matrix. Yeah, I don't know what uh, he looked fucking sick. Um, and then you had the the lightning strikes of Jamie Foxx's Electro, and you also I don't know if you saw this. It looked like there was a little bit of a dirt storm going. Sandman for Sandman. I don't know. Was there more that I didn't see? Is- yeah, there's also it was like Wasn't a, there a lizard bad guy. It was lizard, so it was like a oh. super. <laughs> it was super dark scene, and like something jumps out at him, and people like enhanced it and shit, and they're like, yeah, that's lizard. So we have five multiverse villains confirmed. Which is all the Sony villains. Well, not all of them. There's, like, Rhino and, like... Okay, well... Some of the other ones from the Raimi films. Yeah. Um, the... What the fuck? Like what the, the fuck's one. his name? Venom. <laughs> the fucking... The actor. The actor who's his Franco? best friend. Yeah, Franco. Yeah. But he he's also, like, a, I believe, very much, like, a sexual sexual abuser so we're not gonna put him in this allegedly i don't i don't know the, is it alleged i don't know anything about it so i'm just throwing that out there very much allegedly i, I don't know that i haven't heard anything about this i so. think seth rogan is no longer his friend wow yeah um are you sure not confusing with the other franco bro because i get them confused no all dave the franco's a good guy which one's dave younger one blonde 21 which one's Jump the Street. ucla teacher franco james franco james okay <laughs> um Fuck, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I need to go back and watch the original Spider-Man movies. Um, I haven't seen The Amazing Spider-Man. I boycotted them when I was younger. You didn't watch them at all? I've never seen them. I've told you this. They're not that bad. I boycotted them because I loved Tom Holland so much. And I remember like... Tom Holland was like... Six. Not Tom Holland. I loved uh, fucking Tobey Maguire so much. <laughs> um, and I remember... So there was Spider-Man 3. And I know it's a dog shit movie. But the first time I saw it as a kid, I was like, this is awesome. Oh, yeah. Spider-Man 3 was dope <laughs> as fuck when you were young. Um, and I remember that Spider-Man 4 was supposed to happen. Yep. And it, I remember specifically, it was supposed to come out in 2011. And I remember this was like right when I started getting into YouTube as a kid. And I'd watch all those fake trailers and thought they were real. And like I was kind of getting into movies more. And that's why like Iron Man and all that kind of came at that same time at the end of like Spider-Man 3. So like I think that's why I eased so seamlessly into the MCU. Spider-Man 3 was 2007. That's crazy. I Isn't feel like there, it seems like there's so much more of a gap between that and the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fucking trip um because spider-man 4 was supposed to be 2011 it fell through for whatever reason um i think it was like 
like actually supposed to happen. Um, that now the web, the internet says 2012, not 2011. Oh no, release date May 6, 2011. Canceled film. I um, think it was Raimi and and the studios and how bad Spider Man three was and him feeling like he didn't have the creative freedom in three. And Hathaway. She was supposed to be in Spider Man four. Maybe as um cat not Catwoman. Fuck. I don't know, this is a villain. I love it's cat yeah, villain. Hathaway. She um. she does play <laughs> Catwoman in, in Batman. Does she? Oh she does. Yeah. What's the no, it's Catwoman and what's Black, the Black Cat. Yeah, there's the Spider Man one because I, I just remember Black from cat. the video game. Yeah. Um but yeah, I was just so into him. And so I boycotted Amazing Spider-Man. You should go watch those. You shouldn't go watch the original ones that you've seen. You should go watch those ones so you have some sort of idea. So I was like, fuck this. I'm a Tobey Maguire fan. Fuck Andrew Garfield's ugly ass face. They're okay. The first, one's, the first one's really okay. The second one's okay, okay. 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 Um, so I got to go back, though, and re-watch all of them, I guess, because there's just there's some stuff I don't fully remember. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I remember the baseline, obviously, like. And I fucking Spider Man Two. I played that video game. I've seen the movie maybe five times. I don't know. Just estimate. And I've pl- beaten the story mode of the video game probably twice as much. Love that because that was like pre GTA GTA for me. Because you just sling Open around city. New York City. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um. So I got to go back. But are you worried? Okay. So this is something I thought of. All these villains. Yes. All these old villains and everything that yep. they're doing. Are you a little bit worried about it being like a clusterfuck kind of a movie? Well, it depends on how they approach it, um, because like the scene with the lightning and the sand is is one scene. So if he has to fight Electro and Sandman at once, and it's kind of like a, he fights them, then he fights them, and he's like just mini getting, bosses, k- kinda, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's you know not six individual fights, but there's different scenes throughout the film where maybe these guys are working together. The Goblin Bomb is on the freeway where Alfred Molina shows up, so he fights those guys at the same time. That is a Marvel move to tease these guys, and then them only be in the film for like ten minutes, <laughs> just real short one fight, and then they get whatever handled, and they go back to their universe. But he's just stuck randomly getting fucked up by random people throughout the film. Which, wouldn't that be a flex? Like, it took the whole movie for those guys to be defeated the first time, and then he just fucking comes in and wipes oh, both Spider Man Spider-Man Twitter would have a fucking pissy fit. So, Green Goblin dies Tom's in not Tom's Iron one. Man Jr. He can't do that. Yeah, he's dead. So is, so is Doc Ock. This has to be... Ock. That's right. He drowned? Doc Ock? Blew up in his warehouse? I don't remember. Yeah, exactly. his warehouse was, like, overpowering. Was going to eat the city. He put it under the water with him. Buried it in the river. That's right. Um, yeah, so I, I'm a little... I, I could see them going that route as well. I'm just... A, I'm a little bit concerned because... And I, I hate to be like the Debbie Downer in the situation, but I really like Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I know the Tobey Maguire guys don't like Holland, and I, I see some people on Twitter that even like Andrew Garfield more, more than Tom Holland. I think what they have done with the Iron Man thing, yes, I can understand why people get upset with that and not being traditional Spider-Man, but they had to weave it into the MCU somehow, some way. Yeah, for sure. And that was a seamless way to not do the same fucking story a third time. Um, I haven't seen, again, the Amazing Spider-Mans. I don't know if they did the whole Uncle Ben thing again, but... Jason, I'm going to tell you something. They always do the Uncle Ben thing. They did it in this. Which is amazing. It's blow away. But it's like Batman. You're always going to see his parents get shot. Um, Every I, fucking time. I really do like Tom Holland as a character, and you know, and... He has his own unique spin on Spider-Man, and he acts like Spider-Man. I mean, the young kid, kind of the witty humor and everything. I mean, Tobey Maguire did too, but at the end, at Spider-Man 3, Tobey Maguire felt way too old. And he's like 30. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> and, uh, Tom Holland is still relatively young. I mean, and he's he gonna, looks younger than he is. He's going to get to that point. He does. He's only 25 too, but he's going to get to that point eventually, but we still have some years. Um, but I, I just worry because they've – I like the character development, and I, I, like, I like him as Spider-Man – and I just don't want it to be like this this mishmash of too much where we don't get character development. It's just like, hey, we have this Sony thing going on and we have the multiverse opening up that gives us a perfect chance to just kind of settle this disagreement with Sony and give them what they want in movie form and not really develop the character. And like, I'm sure they will. And it's Marvel. And I'm, you know, I'm just I'm just a little worried. I really am. Yeah, I I can see. What? Spider-Man long way from... Whatever. I can see where, like, that concern comes. Um, I I think they're taking from... I can't think of it. It, There's a storyline where this literally happens. I think he goes to Mephisto, not Doctor Strange, but, like, they find out his identity. Oh, is Doctor Strange Mephisto? Fucking maybe. 
Um, they find out his identity, and he makes a deal to make everyone forget a him. A deal with the devil? Yeah, literally, yes. All right, Doctor Strange and Mephisto. I'm latching back on. Okay. <laughs> I'm latching back on, baby. I'm all in. Um, everyone forgets him, including Mary Jane, who he's married to at the time. And it like completely destroys his fucking life, but it allows him to keep being Spider-Man. Which is a very, like, I know, I have obviously don't read comics, but, like, for comic people, that's a very well-respected, like, very good storyline. Yeah. Um, and so, I, like, they're drawing from that, which makes me not concerned. And obviously, with the five villains, there's going to be a sixth. We don't know who it is. They're going to fucking have a sixth. It's going to be a Sinister Six. And they've handled Sinister Six storylines very well, too. I'm trying to think if there's a way they can get the multi like the, the animated guy into this. I I think it'll probably be Vulture, or or Mysterio. It'll be one of Tom's villains. Okay, because you have Andrews, you have, um, Toby's. Well, so Mephi- uh, Jake Gyllenhaal we think is dead. Yeah, but the guy took the Mephisto, the the drone stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah, so they they could. And yeah. then Vulture was just in prison. Shows up in Morbius. So the Morbius. I don't know trailer. if he's going to be in this, but I could see him. Maybe getting out either. of jail from this, which leads to, but then they also have that fire guy from the first one, the end credit scene. Not the, maybe not fire guy, but the one villain that was teased when he was in jail and the guy was asking, oh scorpion, scorpion, yes, not fire. I know, I don't know why I said fire. I was thinking, wasn't there a fire guy named Scorpion in the first Suicide Squad? There's a fire guy named Scorpion in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, there, there was a fire guy in, in the first suit. That's good. And that's, I think that's partially why I'm a little bit worried is because they've set up all this shit. Like, how are you going to check all these boxes for one superhero? It's two fucking film juggernauts, you know, fighting for this one IP and trying to work together. And I don't really give Sony the benefit of the doubt that if Spider-Man does go over and he does his own thing and maybe he's done in the MCU altogether, like I don't give him the benefit of the doubt of making like as good of Spider-Man movies. I just don't. I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of Venom. I mean, it was our bad movie for Tom, for Tom Hardy, which is a pretty good bad movie. We kind of cut him some slack there. It's true. Um still didn't win. You know, and like Let There Be Carnage or whatever it's called, is that what it is? Yep. It looks really intriguing. And I I don't know. I feel like they're going to fuck it. I just do. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the same boat. Like I feel like they have so much with Woody Harrelson's character. And it's just going to be like, let's turn him into Carnage and not get any of that character. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, my my one hope is that this movie's really fucking long. Like two okay. and a half hours. Okay. So they don't rush it. Yeah. Um, they, they have a lot going on. I hope we get a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it seems like at the beginning there's the interrogation. There's everyone hating him. There's a lot of public issues with Tom Holland's Spider-Man. I hope we get a decent bit of that and it doesn't rush straight through and Doctor Strange, like him going to Doctor Strange is the first 20 minutes of the movie. Like, show the character growth, show the struggle, because well, they the showed scene, a lot of scenes in the trailer. Yeah, well, the scene with, like, the, the lawyer, um, who we're assuming is Daredevil, like, that would assumedly become happen before. Yeah, and that's what I'm know. hoping, is we get plenty of that, and then he goes to Doctor Strange, and then shit's fucked up, and then we get plenty of fighting, and then we get a third act. Yeah. Um, which all have their own fucking, you know, built out character stuff and it's not rushed through. Um, we'll see, but did you, uh, did, I know you haven't, but I asked you, did you see what Tom, Tom, what the fuck's his name? Tom Holland. Holland. Almost said Hardy. Tom Holland was wearing on that, uh, on the highway. Um, he's wearing a gray trench coat with like a, with like a button up. Spider-Man Noir. Noir. He's wearing like a gray. Noir? Suit. How do you say that word? Spider-Man. Noir? Noir. I said Noir. Like, noir. like, the, like, the, like goalkeeper. the goalie. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's wearing the exact same thing that uh, Tobey Maguire wears in Sp- the ending of Spider-Man 3. Exact same outfit. Mm. Which is leading people to believe that why the fuck would Alfred Molina know that that's Peter Parker? Mm. He's in their bodies. Okay. So Tom Holland fucks up the multiverse. He be, like is in their universe. He's not in our universe. Yeah. He takes over. Well, that makes sense. I think it would make more sense for him him to be in a different multiverse than those guys to come to the MCU. And 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 like Alfred Molina's Dr. Octopus is seeing Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Yeah. But it's Tom Holland who's actually the one and it's all fucked up because of that. Yeah, I mean that makes more sense, especially because if they bring all these other villains to the mainline MCU, like you always run into the problem of you have a fucking super team of Avengers, like why aren't they there? You know what I mean? Like It's true. What the fuck's um, Doctor Strange doing in his little ice temple? Yeah. Go help. 
So I, I think that's most likely, but it does remove the possibility of Garfield and um, what's his name being in it? McGuire. McGuire. Which led me to ask, will you be disappointed if they don't show up? If it's Tom in their bodies and Tom fighting their villains, but Toby and Andrew I want aren't the, in no, this film. I want the nostalgia pop. I do, too. I want CM Punk returning to wrestling, which you just did. Shout out to me. Um, I want John Cena returning. Fuck CM Punk. Um, I want the nostalgia pop. I don't care if they don't add to the story whatsoever. If give me, I just give me a little cameo. A 30-second scene where it's not even, like, I don't want just a cameo where Tommy McGuire is, like, there as just, like, an innocent bystander. As Ralph Bonner? Like, yeah, I want him there, like... They wouldn't do this because it would just turn into a parody of itself. But if Tom Holland's going to the air, their universe, why can't they go to the MCU? What if there's like a two-minute scene where you have Tommy McGuire talking to Zendaya, like confused? <laughs> You're a little young for me. Fifty-year-old <laughs> <laughs> fucking Tommy McGuire. Um, I mean, what the fuck else do they got going on? What does Tommy McGuire or Andrew Garfield do? Anything? Tommy McGuire, definitely not. Andrew Garfield, maybe. Give the fans what they want. Yeah, and more than anything, I'm really glad they didn't show up in this trailer because I'm still guessing if they are going to show up. Yeah. Um, and the theater's going to be fucking insane if they do. They better oh, yeah. not show that in the fucking trailer. That is the one thing where I'll be vigorously annoyed if they tease them in the trailer. Yeah, me too. I want that fucking theater pop. So are you going to go opening night, like one of the first showings? Oh, of course. I was thinking maybe like a Tuesday morning. I'll probably go opening night one of the first showings. <laughs> no, I will too, baby. I'm By December, I'll, I'll, I'll have my vaccine booster, so I'll be fucking set. Are you? I thought that was only like immunocompromised. I don't fucking know. Yeah, opening. I'm down to go opening night. IMAX. That'd be fucking sick. Thirty bucks a ticket. That'd be sick. That's in December, right? Comes out. Yeah, seventeenth. Christmas present, maybe. Um. So, last thing I want to touch on. Two things actually. First is, I'm predicting two end credit scenes. Love that. Shang Chi apparently has two. So. One of which is going to set up whatever's happening in Sony because he's going to go dabble his toes in the Sony-verse. I think that is widely accepted at this point. Does Tom Hardy show up in a post-credit scene? I'm going to say no. Okay. I'm just going to say something happens. I don't know what. Because that's obviously what everyone wants. But this is before Venom Let There Be Carnage, so it would be odd for him to show up yeah. and then have his own movie. Yeah, and I don't think we're going to get Mephisto. Maybe we'll get some Michael Keaton. Because Mephisto Mysterio? was supposed to be out way before this. Not Mephisto. Uh... Morbius. Oh. <laughs> See, I'm getting all the these M's. M names mixed up. I don't know. Something will happen. Other end credit scene. Because Marvel has to set up their stuff. I'm thinking, Ty. This is when we get the first Fantastic Four tease. Oh, okay. That's my prediction. This would be a big movie to do that. Just a little tease. Not, not the full thing. Just like a guy... Doing something. I don't know. Maybe he's just buying a fucking cup of coffee. This Wouldn't this be such a lame and credit scenes? He's just at Starbucks, and she's like, what's the name for the order? And she's like, Reed Richards. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally just a Starbucks commercial to end the pod or the movie. Something, not obviously not that, but something just that small. Okay. Where they just kind of acknowledge that they're there. I, I'm – one's going to be Spider-Man. I think the other will be Doctor Strange setting up Multiverse of Madness. Okay. I definitely agree. There'll be very much a Sony – tease in some way whether that's tom hardy whether that's morbius morbius fuck dude you got yeah it's morbius yeah. <laughs> um keaton it'll be sony the other one i think is doctor strange i have a feeling they'll set up that next movie in the movie itself they always like to tease though yeah marvel gets off on teasing <laughs> um my second thing my last thing to say about this is i got a little bit of get off my lawn energy Talk and I don't like it. Talk to me. I just see everyone tweeting about the trailer and, like, tweeting about the original Spider-Man and, like, tweeting about the MCU and, like, getting excited but then also being critical. And, like, I, I shouldn't be like this. I don't know why I'm like this. But part of me is just, like, you don't guys don't know what you're talking about. Like, I'm getting kind of, like – That's how I felt when I saw all those people talking about Doctor Strange. Well, <laughs> no. It's like, like, I hate that I felt this way and I apologize to everyone, even you. But I was kind of, like – you're not as big a fan as me. Stop it. Like, I don't know Ooh. why I had that kind of energy. You said me? Not you, but I'm just apologizing to you, too, because oh, okay. you're in front of me. So I was like, I feel like we're pretty similar in, in fan I don't know. I just, I don't know why I felt that way. It felt like I was like a Dodger fan who's like seeing people celebrate the World Series, but I know they didn't show up in April. And like, that's just kind of how I felt. And I was like, I just told, I was like, people like Spider-Man. Get over it. Why are you being like this? But part of me felt You wanted that it way. to be all your own. And then people were, like, predicting what was going to happen and all this stuff. And I was just like, what the, like, 
do you guys even watch these films? And then, like, talking about why this movie's going to be bad or good compared to other MCU movies and blah, 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 blah. And, like, I don't know. I, that's – the Avengers are fucking huge. I know. I know. S- but Spider-Man is their biggest IP. I know. I don't know why I'm getting – And there's a reason Spider-Man's as popular as the giant team-up movies because Spider-Man's their key thing. Yeah. Which is going to bring out a lot of random fucking people. Well, it broke the uh, Avengers Endgame 24-hour trailer watch mark. Which is fucking wild. Yeah. For a fucking solo movie to break, like, a fucking groundbreaking team-up film. You know what sucks is it's not going to do as good in the box office as it should. I'm sure it'll still do really good. Yeah, and It'll be the best of the year, but... It won't It won't even come. First up. Billy since COVID? And that's, that's fucking tough, because I don't think we've even gotten close. I don't think so either. Like, I guess nothing's been this big, though. I feel like... I don't think it would have gotten in-game levels, but I think it could have been like a 1.5 Billy. I feel like, I don't know what the rules are for this, but theaters, like other movie things, try not to release your movie around this, because I feel like every single theater in the theater will be Spider-Man Yeah. when this comes out, just so they can fill up and space people out. Yeah. But like every screen they have, is, except for like three, will be fucking Spider-Man No Way Home screenings. Fucking all of them, probably. And that's going to be their way to be like, look, it's safe, it's spaced out, fill up the fucking theaters. Yeah. But just fill up all of them. Yeah, fuck whatever indie movies coming out that weekend. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, man, it's gonna be big. It's um, it's I, gonna be big. Uh, release date December seventeenth, twenty twenty one. I'm I'm interested to see what the box office is gonna be. But it's it's this could have been a two billion dollar movie. I uh, how much is in? I thought Endgame was only like two point four. That was like two five. Um. Oh, this is only domestic. Two point seven nine, so almost two point eight billion. I feel like this could have been flirting with two. Um, probably. I'm trying to find the the overall uh, box office. Seventy percent of what Endgame did. They could have hit seventy percent of what Endgame did. Two point seven nine. Infinity War barely crossed 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 two. Yeah, I, I, there's Spider-Man's their biggest. Spider-Man: fucking Homecoming, eight eighty. Spider-Man: Far From Home, one point one. I think it would have been like one point five. I think it would have been like first Avengers level. Two bills a lot, Ty. But they have fucking Alfred Molina and everyone returning. That's three separate franchises that they're using to build this one. It's essentially a th- Spider-Man Avengers movie. I mean, we'll never have the answer to this question. You're right. I think it would have been one point five personally, but they would have made so much money. It'll be interesting I'm to see still, like, yeah, what it is. 1.5 fucking billion dollars. Stupid. Stupid money, unless you're Jeff Bezos. You know what's sad? Fuck that guy. You know what's really sad? What? Uh, Black Widow's not even the lowest grossing Marvel film. Uh, Incredible Hulk? Yeah, and it's only um, it's less than a million away from passing uh, the first Captain America. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. They weren't that big of movies. That's just crazy to me. So there's like a thing and it was showing like um, when the first trailer was released for each like Marvel movie, like how many days before the release date, because like obviously everyone was waiting on this. Um, the first Captain America trailer came out like 90 days before. This is 117 days or something like that. That's not a big enough difference to mean anything. No, no, but like these are like everyone's freaking out. Like when are we going to get a trailer for this? And it would have been like another month for the Captain America movie. Like that's how close to the fucking movie they released the trailer. Yeah. Which is wild. It was easily the shortest. That's why these movies catch up on me. Like, Shang-Chi's coming out, what, next week or week after? I didn't even realize it was coming out that soon. Because I felt like we just got the trailer. Yeah, it's next week. This week we have uh, Vacation Friends. Well, next week we have Vacation Friends. Well, yeah. This week we're reviewing Reminiscence. Reminiscence. Let's get into it. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about 
making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Nick Bannister, a private investigator of the mind, navigates the alluring world of the past when his life is changed by a new client, May. A simple case becomes an obsession after she disappears and May, and he fights to learn the truth about her. Mm -hmm. Starring Hugh Jackman, Rebecca Ferguson, Thandewee Newton, Thandewee Newton, Thandewee Newton, Cliff Curtis, that Cliff Curtis guy. I'm going to do some research real quick. Which one was he? Um, the bad guy with the, the face, the burnt face. Okay. I want to say, yeah, he was he was like the big villain in The Last Airbender. Oh, great. He's Fire Lord Ozai. Great. He was also in uh, Fast and the Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. Was he? Yeah, he played the uh, strange Samoan brother of The Rock. Okay. <laughs> um. I just, I immediately saw him and I was like, I know this guy from somewhere and I got a bad taste knowing I know him from somewhere. And then it clicked and I was like, Ugh. he looks familiar, but I haven't really seen. Oh, he's the bad guy in the blue avatar movies. No, he's not. the bad So guy. he's also in the last airbender. He's in avatar and the last airbender, not avatar, the last airbender. No, but I don't see him in the first Avatar, but it says he's in Avatar 2, Avatar 3, Avatar 4, and Avatar 5. Isn't that crazy that they're filming, they like, made like five fucking mo- four I, movies? I hope so badly number two bombs, and then they're just like, well, <laughs> we've got three more to release, so here they come. <laughs> yeah, post-production two and three are already in post-production. I bet you it was like Lord of the Rings. They just fucking filmed all that shit back to back. Five? Lord of the Rings did that with three. This is five. <laughs> or four, I guess. Two, three, four, and five. Um, yeah, so this is a, uh, I don't even know what to call it, a drama? Um. Yeah? I don't even want to call it a dad action movie. It's not? It's like a drama murder mystery. You know what it is? It's a movie that plays on the 500 HBO channel at, like, noon. Like, yeah. not a premiere time. But this movie will live on a, on that HBO channel for years. Yeah, I mean, it is HBO Max. I'm like it'll be at noon on HBO in six months and be that way for the next two years. Yeah. Um. I. I did not like this movie to start. <laughs> okay. It's just it was so like dark and serious. Yeah. And just it was like a thriller, baby. Blah. You don't like thriller, but it movies? wasn't thrilling. It was just dark and serious without the thrill for like the first thirty minutes plus. Okay. And, like, they set stuff up, but they took so long to set it up. And I like I, – I, it picks up, and it gets better. I like what they are trying to do. I like the idea behind, like, the technology and, and how they were doing this shit. The execution ain't really there for me. Okay. What if I told you I love this movie, Ty? To each their own, I would say. Why do you say that? I, you can love this movie. I just it ain't for me. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really love this movie. But I mean, it it was supposed to be like a, a dark. Not dark. I guess dark. I don't know. Just like a slow thriller, like an adult movie. Ty, are you not an adult? I love adult movies, and this isn't. This wasn't it. it. It didn't keep me interested at the beginning to where it literally felt like a chore. To see how the movie played out, and then eventually I was sitting there and I was watching and I was I was into it. Mm-hmm. But it just took so long to get there, and then even once it was there, it was okay. But like, I wish they would have done more of the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I, I don't know. No, it was it was. It's an interesting. I don't want to say interesting movie. It's just an interesting type of movie. Um, kind of similar in a little bit to another HBO Max, another movie we watched on HBO Max a little bit in um. The Little Things, the movie you literally forgot. Correct. I think that movie was better than this movie. Um, but it was the same kind of like dark, ominous thriller that didn't really have the payoff it was looking for. Um, and just, you know, it, it was like that. And then you got a little bit of like bliss in there. The whole like kind of sci-fi element, um, which, you know, 
was what it was. Again, 39% on Rotten Tomatoes, but also a 39% audience score. And I mean, it's it's a hard movie to love. That being said, I will say, well, my score is not a good score. Um, I'll tell you that right now. Spoiler alert. I didn't find myself hating this movie like you said you did in the beginning. I mean, there was parts where I was a little just kind of like watching it but checked out a little bit. Um, and the first 30 minutes of the movie, I did have it kind of on my phone just like watching it but not a 1,000% watching it. So maybe that's why I kind of just got through that part. I don't know. I never found myself hating this movie. So, I mean, that's, that, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I literally I got to the 40-minute mark, hit pause, and said, oh, fuck, I'm not even halfway. And See, I was very frustrated. I felt the other way where I got to a certain point and I was like, oh, wow, like this movie's already almost over. Really? Yeah. Which, because I didn't feel like anything happened. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That's fair. Like, the first, like, hour and 40 minutes of this movie, I felt like nothing happened. Yeah. That, and that was the issue. It was like, it was so much setup, and I think the payoff was okay, but they did an awful job of setting it up. And, like, by the end, I was interested. Like, my eyes were on the screen. I was watching. I wanted to see how it played out. Like, I was very interested by the end. But the movie overall was a net negative to where I was so disinterested at the beginning that it didn't make up for how well, I will say, they finished and, and wrapped the story. Yeah. And the kind of twist it has. And the payoff is, is a good payoff. It's just not worth the, the buildup of sitting there and this slow, slow fucking burn of a film. So what'd you get for plot slash story? Plot slash story, Jay. As we get into our patent petty movie ranking scale. I, I gave it an 11. Oh, I, shit. I didn't like Uh-oh. the beginning, but I liked wow. the ending. Wow. The pacing was awful. Pacing was awful, and the whole first half of the movie, I did not enjoy one bit. You gave it 11, baby? Yeah. I gave it a 7. Oh, okay. 7-11. Um, so I originally gave it a little bit higher of points, and I moved it down this morning upon sleeping on it um i i do think they had an interesting concept with the yeah. whole memory machine and being, almost like inception vibes in a way with like the dream there world. was there yeah, was yeah. um that being said i was fucking confused and i was watching this movie like i, I wasn't that confused i was there was parts where i was very confused not even so much like inception where you're confused like oh is this dream is this real life i wasn't confused in that way i was just confused of like what the fucking what was going on what was the point of this and that was my biggest issue with this film and it's actually not the lowest score i gave um and i i gave it a little bit more still because i do think they had an interesting concept at heart um you know, even though the whole climate change and everything, like, look, I'm an advocate of climate change. I think it's a serious issue. Hand up. I'll take a stance right now. This is a pro, I don't know, pro climate change. We're not pro climate change. <laughs> pro ad, pro advocate awareness. Yeah. Uh, podcast. Um, but that it's being real. said, it just bums me out when I watch a movie about it. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, I know it's real, but I don't want you to tell me it's real. I don't want to see it. Um, no, but like in all, rea- like in all seriousness, like this movie just lacked, it lacked substance for me. Like, it was like this story about a dude who was just down bad. Real down bad. And was looking for this girl and stumbled into this, like, fucking complex scheme where this kid wanted his fucking half-brother dead because he wanted the money. And she was working for some guy who just so happened to be connected to this random-ass guy they went and did a police report on and blah, blah, blah. Like, it just it, it lacked substance for me. There was no, like, extra meaning behind it you know there was nothing like i wasn't like on the edge of my seat ever because there was no like stakes it was like hugh jackman was fucking down bad and he stumbled into this thing and i didn't love it I'll dro- i'm dropping it to a 10 i didn't love it and yeah they tied it up in the end and i did like how they tied it up and like the things they tied it up to was actually like relevant like it actually connected it wasn't like where they like they set things up that they then went back and tied into i'm fine with that that's you know but like it just it lacked any sort of substance, any it lacked anything to make me care, other than who Jackman just wanted to get his fucking nut off. He he did want to get his nut off. That being said, I did like the the end scene where she was talking to him through the memory because she knew he'd be watching it. Yeah, that was cool. That's pretty cool. You you saying Hugh Jackman want completely unrelated to the movie? You saying Hugh Jackman wanted to get his nut off reminds me of uh, Ted Lasso, where <laughs> where the one guy comes over and she's like, "You send me a little squirrel. Why do you send me a squirrel emoji?" He's like, "Well, he got a little nut, don't he?" <laughs> Made me laugh. 
um yeah so i got into i got into ted lasso got tyler into ted lasso i already finished season one i know i'm like a year behind on ted lasso yeah. i'm on episode nine i've, I've almost caught up fucking fantastic show i'm it's giving good. i'm not watching it for like a week i'm gonna cleanse myself and then start season two it's good this is about six episodes it's so fucking good no i dropped my score back down to a 10 though um because while i agree with you i i really liked how it wrapped up i liked the potential there was one thing i hated about how it wrapped up but continue I like the potential of the movie. I like where they're headed. It was a unique idea. And there's really no other category for me to give them credit for taking a fucking big risk and, and creating this world and this unique idea. The climate change, like, added to the movie, but it was weird. Well, that's the thing. It added to the movie, but not it didn't add to the plot at all. Like, no, like, there was no boat chase. There, I mean, I guess he almost drowned but in But no, building, but. like... It was unnecessary, other than he got drafted and was in, in the military, and it saves him in one scene because he was in, like, the climate change military thing. But even still, like, that, it was – you could have made this exact same movie without, without that. that. Like, if there was – And you would have saved your giant budget that you're not making back. It added nothing to the plot, like, at all. Like, at all. Like, yeah, you had the whole rich versus poor dynamic and everything kind of at the end, but, like – You can do that without boats being cars. Yeah, man. And plus – those buildings are not standing. That is no a load chance. of shit. No if a chance. fucking Miami gets flooded and every skyscraper is like five stories high of water, you can't just be like, all right, well, let's go to the sixth story up. Like the foundations of those buildings would fucking collapse. I would agree. I think. We should get an architect on. No, that was just bullshit. Um, I didn't like how at the very end, because he like instead of dying, they let him just go into his chamber or whatever and relive like his favorite memory over and over, which I feel like that's worse than dying. Um, it's his favorite memory. He doesn't realize he's reliving it. I guess. Um, but it, then you had the old lady come back, and that was like his partner or whatever, and she had gray hair. And then you see Hugh Jackman in the tank, and he just has like salt and pepper, trimmed beard. Like, are they giving him haircuts in this tank? With, yeah, with some gray chest hair. Like, he would fucking die. He's not eating. Correct. His body would be a fucking carcass. <laughs> Just because he's in this thing reliving his memory doesn't mean his body would fucking – unless someone is going in and feeding him. It was a good, like, emotional send-off. Logically makes no sense. They should have She should have came back a week later, not fucking 30 years later where she has a granddaughter. Well, she comes back and she's just a fucking pile of bones in the fucking tank. That's like, what oh, it should have been. Oh, fuck. We fucked up, guys. That's what it should have been. It made no sense that he was still alive. No sense. That's fair. It was fucking stupid, man. It was so stupid. Um, I do like what they're trying to do with it though. So I'll give them a 10 because the payoff and how it wrapped up and the twist. And I wish they would have set up that family and everything more in the first half and connected the random fucking people to me in the first half. Yeah. Which would have made it a lot better. Uh, but I, I didn't hate the story as, as a whole. What'd you get for cinematography though, Jay? Give it a 13. Okay. I give it 14. It was shot like it definitely had its its unique style of being shot. Very orange tones, yellowish tones, murky, dark. Uh, everything really kind of takes place at night I, because I the give, day is so hot. Give it fifteen. Um, it it definitely had a, a a brand of cinematography that it was going towards, and it, it did well in that. I just wasn't sure if I liked it that much, if I'm being honest. It was it was stylized. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a fifteen for that. It was very stylized. Um, the fight sequences were okay. There was it was it set a tone throughout the entire film for sure, and that was very much due to how it was shot and the lighting and the colorings of scenes and how things are shot. I liked the memory machine and how that looked. Um, I'm I'm cool with the 15. I think this was a good looking movie and it set the tone for what the movie was trying to be. I just didn't really like it that much. <laughs> like that's fine. It definitely yeah. had its tonal things, but like I don't know. Uh, personal preference aside, I think it was a well-shot movie. <laughs> no, it was. It was for sure. I mean, it had a fucking massive budget, so I hope it would be well-shot. Yeah. And they only had one fucking big actor, so where's that budget going? The the, the fucking floating city. It's going to all the water they had to put in. <laughs> yeah, and all that looked fine. Like, yeah. That didn't look bad. I don't know. I think it was annoying having to walk through like flooded streets and just having your shoes wet on set. I'm sure not everything was how it appeared, Ty. There was multiple scenes where it was like two inches of water and you just had to walk through puddles. Maybe. That had to have been annoying. They probably used that flood machine that they have at uh, Universe Studios Hollywood. You're, you've been on studio tour, right? Oh, right. You like, ever been to Universe Studios? Yeah, a few times. When's the last time you've been to Universe Studios? A few years. You want to go? Not a big Universe Studios guy. 
fucking just inviting you to a fucking nice day with my friends. And you just say no. Whatever. I'm actually, I'm actually busy hanging out with Brandon fishing that yeah, day. Yeah, fucking apparently. Never mind. Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, they probably did use that machine, Jay. I will say, we've brought this up a lot. This did not feel like a set movie. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. Not at all. It felt like a real town, a real city. So Not he, a studio. It lot. was Miami, and there was like, I don't know, 10 feet of flooding, whatever. Like, Kansas has to be good, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. Why would anyone even live in Miami then? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> why would they move, just move to the fucking high elevation? Like, you're not telling me the high desert's also underwater at fucking 3,500 feet. Why do people live in Venice, Jay? Because it's not fucking flooded right now. Venice, Italy is, is the fucking town oh, where you take boats and gondolas. Venice Beach. That's different. Those are canals. Those are not fucking. What's the difference between a canal and a flooded street? <laughs> oh, my God. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth. That was built around the canals. It wasn't. I don't even have to explain it. <laughs> uh, key elements, Ty. What'd you give it? No, I'll go first. I gave it a six. I gave it an eight. This movie just. It ain't it, Chief. They are trying to make a gripping murder mystery thriller, and it just is the complete romance. Yeah, and it's just the complete opposite of that for two-thirds of this movie. Yeah, it's just boring. Boring as shit. It's just not gripping. It's not thrilling. Eventually, it gets there, but you're not getting that much credit for the lack of execution the entire first half to two-thirds of this film. Yeah, I probably gave it two extra points because they did have the the dark cinematography, which you gave previous category. That was part of the key element, so... They did execute how that. You, how are you going to give them credit in key elements, but not in the actual well, fucking visuals category? Well, because I didn't category. like the visuals, but the visuals helped the key elements tie. These things tie together. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, the whole sci-fi dynamic, again, kind of tying with the plot a little bit, too. They had a cool idea of the reminiscence machine, and, you know, it was sci-fi-ish, and it was dark, and it just wasn't great. That's fair. I'll allow the two points for the, for the machine <laughs> in this category, because I didn't know where to put them, so I put them in story. It was, I don't know. Characters, Ty. I gave this a six. I gave it an eight. I didn't care for any of the other side characters. Any of them. Maybe the his partner, whatever. A little bit. I got confused on who was who. Like, I just didn't, like, these people, like, didn't fucking matter. Hugh Jackman wasn't really that good in this. Like, he is seven. You convinced me. This is, This like, has been a real rich, wishy-washy. Well, this is the worst for category me. for me, is, even though I said plot. Like, the characters just suck in this. Yeah, Hugh Jackman was boring. Yeah. And, like, he had the emotional moments where he's, like, his emotional scenes or whatever. But, like, May was just a, a woman in this movie. Complete plot device. Yeah. His assistant was okay, but she wasn't great. Yeah. And Hugh Jackman just had no depth to him. He was a very baseline face value value character. Trying to get a nut. He was trying to get his nut off. No, nah, it just – I, I – there was not a single performance in this I liked. There was not a single character in this I liked. There wasn't a compelling villain. There wasn't anything. Nothing that I liked from this film in terms of characters. And the six might sound too high by how I'm describing it. Um, the acting was good. Yeah. It's, I just I didn't, didn't like any, the yeah. characters. Yeah. It's not like there was like the dad from what's that one fire movie? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> the super dramatic fucking dad. Yeah. So that probably helps it from being. A one through five, but fuck, man, just no character development whatsoever. And I get they tried and like, but like the whole thing with Hugh Jackman is like, you're trying to move on from this bitch. Like, and there's no character development there. He never moves on. He's he literally he this... ends the thing living a fucking repeat of his life because he doesn't move on. Yeah, exactly. And the mystery's there and the story's there, but the character, there is no character development. <laughs> you get nothing. And he's the only character who has a chance to have his character arc. And he's just fucking down bad. He gets his answer and then goes back to his memory machine. And I, the acting's fine. Like, I, I the acting is a, probably a hard role. It's very serious with, like, emotional scenes, I guess. And, like, very serious type scenes. So I, I don't want to give it too low of a score. Because the acting was good from everyone involved. Yeah. But the characters, the character writing for the characters and the character arc and development was just shit. Also question, did he grow gills when the city got flooded? Because he was underwater for about three minutes. <laughs> yeah. Probably did. That was like a ballroom fucking ballroom size room. 
that he swam all the way down to, had a fight at the bottom of, and then <laughs> floated, had a vision of his ex. The other guy had time to get out, sit down, start pondering his life as Hugh Jackman then came out of the water. Not dead. I mean, dude, it's all these fucking, all these movies do that with water. This was, this was ridiculous, though. <laughs> it's just such a cinema trope. I've just gotten used to it. But it's like, that, that, this is a movie to where, like, everything was fairly, like, there was no crazy action, no jumping out of fucking buildings and landing, like, I mean, admittedly, there was, but, <laughs> like, everything was believable up until the point where he was underwater for, like, three minutes, gave up, like, his body was just done, and then had time to swim back to the top. I, I laughed. I don't know where to put that, but I'm going to rant about it. I mean, I'm pretty sure the scores are low enough. Uh, fuck, this has been a quick movie review, but, I mean, <laughs> there's just not much to talk about. Enjoyment, I gave it a 7. Um, like I said, I didn't outright hate this movie at any point. Um, at the end, it did catch my attention some, and uh, 7 feels fair. Give it a 6. All right. I, um, again, ending was good entire beginning was shit it wasn't a fun watch i wouldn't recommend it to anyone no 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 don't watch this movie um uh, if you watch it i i think there's worse things to watch yeah but there's not a lot of worse things to watch out there i could see someone like i don't know being like drunk in their hotel room and this is on like one of the movie channels and get really into it because you're drunk and you're if just... they're drunk they're falling asleep before it gets good <laughs> this is probably true what about high you're falling asleep before it gets good. <laughs> or you're already in the kitchen distracted making food. Yeah, I just don't – this movie, like, total, like – I don't know. There's people that would like this, and I don't know who those people are, but there definitely are some. Yeah, I mean, six is – that's a rare – I don't know if I've ever given a six for enjoyment. Because mm. it's not in the fucking dumps. There is things to like about it. With that being said, it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not enjoyable. But it's not the worst shit ever. It's just the six. Yeah. I agree. And I I don't know. I don't know how else to put it. My final score, 44 out of 100. Um, Gave it a 41. 41. Final score, 42 and a, and a half. Putting it 77th out of 86 movies. That's pretty low. That's bad. That's pretty low, Ty. That's worse than Bliss. Well, I, I liked Bliss a little bit more than you. <laughs> like Bliss significantly more than me. Um, worse than Nanny Diaries. Worse than Super Intelligence. Ugh. Wow. <laughs> Super. That was a bad movie. But it's not as bad as Thunder Force all the way at 17. And I think I'm thinking of those movies together. Probably. Because we did them like back to back. No, we didn't. They were months separated. No fucking chance. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Either way, they felt right next to each other, and I didn't like them very much. <laughs> well, because they're both Melissa McCarthy, Ben Falco, Joey Falco. There's a fucking new show on Hulu. Um, it's called Nine Perfect Strangers. It's like very serious drama. Mm-hmm. Shit's going pretty decent cast, but Melissa McCarthy's in it. And so is, um, oh, I know his fucking name. He's the guy. He's the guy from, from Super Intelligence. Okay. The, with the beard, not the beard. The one who meets Ken Griffey. Yeah. Um, he's in that with her and i'm like oh they must like acting together hopefully ben falcone's not involved and then there's a fucking subplot where she like dated a guy online and it's her fucking husband and i I got so mad when he showed up on screen and victoria was like why do you not like this guy i was like it's a whole fucking thing i hate this person (laughs) because he fucking sucks dude um luckily he has no producing or anything it was just special guest ben falcone because he has to make money off his successful wife (laughs) Uh, 42.5, yeah, that's ahead of Mulan, Tom and Jerry. So, yeah, not great, Ty. Um, definitely would be rotten. Uh, it is not within the lines of 65 to 79.5. It is uh, below the line of 25.5 to 64.5, but we do not draw the line. We do not. There's only six movies we've ever drawn the line on. Yeah. It's a special distinction. That's a shit movie. And I feel like that's right where Reminiscent is. It's not draw the line bad, but it's below the line. <laughs> um, Armin White has not reviewed it. Um, I don't really I've have anything never else. Been, I've never been more positive of a fresh. <laughs> if he was, if he did review it, I don't yeah. know what's going on with him. W- once he does, once he, uh, I don't know, maybe he's He'll talk retired. about the, I don't know though, climate change is in it. He doesn't like that kind of stuff. Typically, but it's a shit movie, so he's going to love it. Yeah, it's going to be about like how like 
the focus on the movie isn't about the climate change itself, which shows it's not a true issue in society, and instead the true issues we have are loving each other. Bingo. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Um, I got nothing else to say about um, it. Yeah, this movie. I'm done with this movie. Did you ever watch What If? No, I we haven't. We didn't talk about it. You didn't watch either I of haven't. them? I haven't. No, I'm too behind. Terrible. Were they good? I'm all caught up. Were they good? Um, the um, T'Challa episode, mm-hmm. Chadwick Boseman, was, it was okay. Um, it was interesting. It was weird hearing his voice, mm-hmm. like having him play that character. Surprise character in the in the show. Okay. I don't know if you saw that. Very surprised. No. Um, odd. Thanos? Odd. I have the actual voice actor. Was it Thanos? I'm not going to tell you, but it Well, has, I saw something about Thanos. So it was it? Thanos. Okay. And he's like a good guy, because T'Challa convinced him, because he's just fucking T'Challa. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but then they keep making a joke about how he, he wanted to commit genocide. <laughs> It's just like a running joke the entire movie Jesus. <laughs> or the entire show. Um, and the most recent one that dropped last night. What was it? Best one. It was um, what if what if the Avengers weren't there to to save Battle New York? Where are they? Well, it explains in the, in the episode. Oh, okay. That's pretty interesting. And then those were the three that they showed. All like the people. There's a theory that um, there's like a Doctor Strange what if that's connected to this movie somehow. That's connected to Spider-Man Far From Home. Not No Way Home. It's connected? Yeah, Ryler's told me about it. I didn't do any research. That's all I, all the intel I got. I, I feel like these are so standalone that there's not going to be any tie-in. I could be wrong, but just the vibe from them feels like they want them to be their own thing. Yeah. I, on one hand, have not been enjoying them that much. <laughs> um, I'm watching them. I thought we were going to talk, and then I forgot to bring it up. Um, They're just not really for me. Yeah. I would have much rather preferred, instead of 10 30-minute episodes, give me five hour-long short movies. Okay. Because, like, each one, it's like, okay, that's interesting, but, like, you get it and you're done and it's rushed Yeah, the entire time. Like, give me movies, animated movies, where you actually, like, expand on it more. Each one left me wanting more and felt rushed. That's fair. Um, I don't like the episode, short episode style of it. That's fair. What that, do we got next week? Next week we have um, Vacation Friends starring John Cena and yeah. Lil, Lil Rel, the guy Buddy from Free Okay, guy. okay. Uh, where can people find that? Uh, Hulu. Oh. Streaming so- on Hulu. Hulu Original? Maybe, yeah. Well, last Hulu Original, Palm Springs, yeah, it's a Hulu Original film. Um, Palm Springs was very good, so... It might not be fair to give this high expectations, but I'm giving it high expectations. It's got John Cena, and Hulu's been somewhat decent, I think. With that being said, it comes out in two days, and they did not let anyone watch it beforehand because there's no Rotten Tomato trailers. <laughs> not usually a good sign if you hide your movie from critics. Yeah. Just admittedly. But big John Cena guy in a comedy role. Yeah. I liked Buddy and Free Guy. Yeah. You're shitting on him. But I, I like that actor. shitting on him. I just said he was felt like Kevin Hart light. But I like that actor. Felt like budget Kevin Hart. Lil Rel Howry. I want to get his name right. And then week after that is Shang-Chi, correct? Week after that's fucking Shang-Chi, Jay. Okay, and then on Friday we are dropping our NFL 2021 over-unders. If you haven't listened to that yet, what are you saying? Oh, fuck about. I completely forgot we were doing another podcast after this. Uh, we're dropping that on Friday. So if you're listening to this poor Friday, go check it out. If it's already fire- Friday, go check it out. I got myself in a mind loop there. I don't know what I just said. <laughs> you just um, repeated yourself. You just had a stroke. Well, it doesn't make sense if they listen to it. If you li- Go check it out. My favorite podcast episode of the year. It's going to be long. Ty, you better buckle down and get ready. Yeah. I um, I forgot about it. I'm excited. It'll be a good one. We're already in mid-podcast form right now. There is no cold open. So that's going to be good uh, to end the podcast, Ty. Random Rotten Tomatoes movie score. I keep forgetting to do these before the podcast, so I'm like scrambling. That's on me. So I just went with the best movie Hugh Jackman's ever been in. Happy Feet. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever actually seen Happy Feet. It's pretty. It's decent. I haven't seen it since I was I'm more eight of a, years old. More of a Surf's Up kind of guy. I've never seen Surf's Up. Sir, you got a fucking Surf's Up so good. <laughs> you never seen Surf's Up? No. It's so good. Um, Happy Feet 2000. I'm, I'm not looking up Happy Feet, but I am looking up Surf's, Surf's Up. I was up about to do that too. Because it's got to have a great Rotten Tomato score. 79% is, is criminal. What's the audience? 70. Surf's Up's a good fucking movie, Jay. Came out a year after Happy Feet. Um, Happy Feet has 168 reviews, as always, 250,000 audience reviews. What do you think Happy Feet got? 168 reviews. 
I don't remember if it was good. I feel like it was actually like critically nominated. I don't can't tell you. I but I, I, there was like a penguin craze. There was. There's Surfs Up, there's Happy Feet, and then I think there's there was like a document, like the March of the Penguins. Yeah. Which I think that was a critically acclaimed one because it was like a documentary and like gripping. I'm going to say 86%. 10% too high. 76%. Fuck. 70 audience. It is certified fresh. What was up with Penguins during that time? I don't know. Wow. The B movie is only 49%. Really? The B movie is a good movie. So uh, Surf's Up does have a beat though. 79 to 76 and they have the same audience. Surf's Up's a great fucking film, Jay. It's got great music, great acting by Shia LaBeouf. Okay. Um, In a voice role. Just great, great voice acting, though. All right. Don't diminish voice acting. I feel like that's a that's a big you thing to do on this pod is, like, shit on voice I actors. I do. And it's really disrespectful because they have to show emotion without showing their face. I could be a voice actor. They have to convey everything through their voice. I could 100% be a voice actor. Not a chance. If I just got a chance. Not a chance. I could. Not a chance. I really could. Um, that's all I got for you, though, Ty. All right. Go check out sports. NFL. Over-unders. Will Tyler beat Jason finally? No. Be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.